it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday. You know what that means. Time for another SmackDown study. This is your SmackDown study for February 12th, 2021. We are just a couple days away from NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day. And then the following Sunday is Elimination Chamber. And there is a lot of Elimination Chamber news in this one episode of SmackDown. We got ourselves another Elimination Chamber match. Little twists and turns in the beginning, but we got it all settled down. We have our six participants for that match, and we will get into that once the show gets going. Another wonderful episode of SmackDown tonight. Just besides that one hiccup before the last pay-per-view, SmackDown has just been on just on par. It's just been good. It's been good stuff to watch. Thoroughly enjoy it. Two hours flies, and that's how it should be. Shouldn't feel like a job. It should be fun to be able to watch and interact with everybody. And I really, really love being able to do SmackDown rolling into the weekend. And what a weekend it's going to be. If you haven't listened to our Above the Ring podcast this week, please go do so. Talking about this weekend being chock full of wrestling. With uh, Impact having its own super card, No Surrender, and then, of course, Sunday, NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day on Valentine's Day because naturally you would associate Valentine's Day with Vengeance. But (laughs) sure, okay. So that's, but that's this weekend. Let's talk about tonight. So SmackDown, for like, I think the, I don't know, the the 80th show in a row (laughs) at this point, has started off with Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and Jey Uso coming out to the ring, and Adam Pearce already in the ring. Roman basically 
already running his mouth <laughs> the whole time. And Adam said, well, since you have to put your title on the line at the pay-per-view, and since Drew's doing the same thing on the Raw side of things, I think it's only fair to do it for the SmackDown side of things. Well, Roman didn't like that too much. And Paul, of course, in his natural way of, you know, sleazing out of everything, basically told Adam Pierce that Roman Reigns will not be defending his title in the Elimination Chamber match, but would gladly give the winner of the Elimination Chamber match his title shot directly afterwards. So, now we need to find six people to have this match so that we'll know who Roman's challenger will be later in that evening. But before we went anywhere, Adam Pierce said, well, he has two people in mind that don't really need to qualify, so he's just going to put them in. And those two gentlemen were Jay Uso, Roman was not overly pleased with, but he could understand. And then <laughs> as Adam Pierce got out of the ring, he said, and the second person is Kevin Owens. And well, that, yeah, that sent Roman over the edge a little. <laughs> Roman got out of the ring, got face to face with Adam Pierce. And, uh, well, Adam almost died. <laughs> Paul was able to talk Roman down, but I, I, I love, I love the dynamic that Roman is doing. You know, he's the badass heel until he runs into somebody who, without cheating, can't really beat. So he gets nervous, but he gets nervous in a bully-ish type way. So naturally becomes a little bit more over-aggressive. So he's doing such a great job with it. I really appreciate what, I, what he's doing, and I love watching it on television. So we have two of our six, and throughout the night, we will determine our other four competitors. Um, so after that segment's over, Adam Pierce goes back to the back and he runs into Sonya Deville. Sonya's like, well, I got an idea. Uh, let's see, you know, how this works. We have a match up next, she says. Uh, Sami Zayn and King Corbin versus Dominic and Rey Mysterio. She's like, how about we turn that match to a qualifier and the winners get spots in the Elimination Chamber match. Pierce seems to like it. I thought it was very uh, very smart as well. So that's what ended up happening. So Sami Zayn, King Corbin versus the Mysterios. And Sami Zayn gets the win. Gets the pinfall victory over Dominic. 
So Sammy himself and King Corbin have qualified for the Elimination Chamber match, which I'm happy about because hopefully they give both of those guys a chance to actually do something in the match. After that, uh, that match is over. We go back to the back. We have Adam Pierce once again in his office with Sonya talking about who the final, you know, the final matchups to determine who's going to be, you know, the final two participants. And the SmackDown tag champs, the Dirty Dogs, both Doug, uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode come in and uh, try to plead their case on why they should be the final two. And Sonya kind of stops them, kind of dead in their tracks, stating that, well, you're going to have to earn your way in, so you'll face the team of Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. Now, I was a bit surprised. I, I figured that they would say Nakamura, but they didn't. So I was like, all right, well, clearly Nakamura has something else going on. And, well, he did but that's later on in the show. So we have our final matchup. That will be the main event for the for the evening. Uh, Dolph and Rude versus Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. We then had an interesting segment in the back. Um, Richard Old carrying another glass of champagne, presenting it to Sasha basically saying that he apologized. Uh, but he was not telling a lie when he stated that Bianca could not beat Sasha. So it's interesting to see what, what's going on with Reginald. We saw no Carmella tonight at all either. So I don't know if Reginald's playing both sides. Did he spike the champagne that he gave? But later on, that clearly didn't seem to be the case. But we'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. Uh, after that, we went back to the ring, and Big E was about to have himself another open challenge, but Apollo, Apollo doesn't seem like he's ready to give up on his pursuit of the championship. Now, I know he's had multiple matches in the last you know few months uh, for the IC title, not being successful in any of them, but that's beside the point. But Big E at this point is like, I'm done with you. Uh, go back to the back. You'll get another shot down the road. And that's that. <laughs> Paulo clearly not impressed with that. Does get out of the ring because Big E's next opponent tonight is Shinsuke Nakamura. So we were just talking about Shinsuke not being in the tag match for the Elimination Chamber, but the man is giving himself an icy title shot. Unfortunately, as the match was going on, and it was real good between these two, Apollo gets involved, causes the disqualification, so the IC title is in flux. Whether it's defended during the pay-per-view next week, we'll see. Wouldn't surprise me if they tried to do another triple threat, uh, this time having Shinsuke in instead of Sammy, along with Apollo and Big E. I have a feeling that Apollo's going to find his way into the title, and then 
then it gets interesting after that. But that's just my thought right now. So we'll see what happens. After that, we had the return of Seth Rollins. And he brought back the Bird It Down theme song. Now, I didn't catch it at first. I was in the middle of tweeting um, that Seth was coming back. And then all of a sudden, I, I just started hearing the song. And I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound like his Messiah music. And then all of a sudden, my head snapped upward. And I saw it. And I just in time to hear the burn it down, I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. As much as I had grown to appreciate his Messiah theme, I love what he's doing now. I, I, that too, but I mean, I, I love his old theme. But what he's doing now, talks about being a father for the first time and how now he thinks he, he wants people to embrace the vision. And his vision now is to be the leader of SmackDown and lead the already great SmackDown into even more prosperity. And the funny part is he has the entire ring or the entire uh, outside of the ring was all the rest of the SmackDown superstars. And as he's talking, talking about how becoming a leader for the locker room, (laughs) the lights are like really dim. So it's just like a spotlight on him. Everybody just decides to leave. They want to deal with it. (laughs) So they all walk to the back, leaving Seth by himself, seemingly. So once Seth's done with his speech, the lights come back on. Seth looks around, and everybody's gone except except for Cesaro. So... Seth at first is very excited because he's like, oh, Cesaro, I knew you'd hear me. You know, I knew you'd understand. And Cesaro's like, no, no, I just want, didn't want to be rude and wait for you to finish type of, you know. But he's like, I'm not doing this either. So he gets, you know, he goes around the ring and starts to walk up the ramp. Seth, obviously infuriated by this, gets out of the ring and attacks Cesaro. So now... <laughs> We have a, if if we end up having Seth and Cesaro in a feud, gimme, 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 gimme now. Oh my God, those two can put on oh such a great program. I really hope that this is just the beginning of something because I think that would be outstanding. Seth is already in like another stratosphere when it comes to stardom. You you want to continue to bring Cesaro up. That's how this is how you do it. And I want this to happen. You give Cesaro and Seth Rollins a you know a marquee matchup at Mania. Mm, it's good. Even at Fastlane. Just keep the momentum building for Cesaro. I like that they're actually doing something with him. You know, after so long just being stuck in a tag team, they're actually starting to push. So this this is good. After that, we had some women's action. It was Bailey versus Liv Morgan, um, but unfortunately, the same shenanigans 
with Billy Kay of Struck again. Billy this time comes down to the ring towards the end of the match, um, wanting to apologize to Ruby for what happened the week prior. She had some extra cute um, resumes Billy gra- uh, that Ruby grabs and throws. But unfortunately, they end up in the ring, and the ref gets involved as the ref has to you know, stop and pick them up. But of course, when he does it, he turns his back. Bailey's able to rake Liv's eye, hit her finisher, and get the one, two, three. So once again, Billy Kay, unfortunately, is not helping the Riot Squad at all. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see where this continues to go. But for right now, it's it's just straight comedy, and I really appreciate it. Up next, we have the return of the Street Profits. Um, Montez Ford back to 100%. And boy, did he show it versus the Alpha Academy. But still, for some ungodly reason, WWE refuses to continue to use or refuses to use blue solo cups when the Street Profits are on the blue brand. They continue to shoot out the red paper, the red solo cups, and it makes no sense to me whatsoever. It just, it's the little things, guys. Please, just please. And I've complained about this multiple times. Just make it blue. For God's sake. You did it before, and it was wonderful. All was right with the universe. And then the following week, you go back to red. It's like, blue solo cups are not that expensive. Just, God damn it. <laughs> So, Profits get the win. Montez Ford continues to have springs for legs. It's just I I don't I don't understand it. Like, the ups that this man can get. It's just, I thought Kofi, when he was at his prime, had some ups. Montez Ford, the man can fly. Like, seriously. Like, it's, it's, it's insane. <laughs> so... They get back on the right track. We'll see what happens with them going forward, um, trying to get their way back into the SmackDown title picture. So we'll see what happens. After that, we had Sasha Banks come out, but not before having a little dance with the Street Profits on her way down. So I'm sure Bianca Belair did not appreciate that as much, especially with Montez, you know, having his little dance off with uh, his partner. And and uh, Sasha, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> so Sasha gets in the ring, talking about um, how much she likes uh, Bianca Belair, wants her to make a decision on what's going on for WrestleMania. Doesn't really get to say much more because Bianca comes out. Bianca pretty much, you know, Kind of continues to tease around the bush of what's going on when it comes to WrestleMania. And then both of them are interrupted by the WWE Women's Tag Champions, Nia Jax. Straight off her lovely Raw that she had. (laughs) Uh, And uh, Shayna Baszler. Well... Sasha did her homework. And assumed that the tag champs were going to show. So she got some uh, footage going and uh, showed what happened on Raw to both uh, 
Shayna and Naya, where both of them actually lost, and uh, they actually showed the uh, my whole footage on you know unedited and. Then, obviously, because of that, it turned into a little bit of a brawl. And then Naya takes another bump on the apron. Um, doesn't go off like she did on Raw, but clearly you can tell she's still recovering from whatever whole damage she might have taken. Um, you know, all right. I, yeah, I'm just going to move on from that. <laughs> After that, we had our main event. And it was that tag match that I was talking about earlier where it's the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode taking on Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, and Cesaro making Ziggs tap out. Cesaro and Daniel Bryan qualify for the Elimination Chamber, but Sammy, Baron, uh, Jay all hit the ring, tack Cesaro, and Daniel Bryan KOs that music then hits. He heads down to the ring and stunners pretty much everybody. It was wonderful. So KO standing tall at the end of the show, grabs a chair, sits down, looks at the camera and says, Roman, I'm coming for you. I'm not going away easily. So mm, we looking good. It's a good show. Looking forward to next week because, like I said before, Elimination Chamber, the match itself is one of my favorites. I love some gimmick matches. This one is high on the list for me. So I want to see how this goes. We have a pretty good lineup for the SmackDown side of things, um, especially with Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. Um, obviously in KO as well. Um, they could really do some damage in this matchup. I would like to see something from Sammy or um, Baron Corbin. Jay Uso, he's going to do his thing, so I'm not really worried about him. But I'd like to see each of them get, get a chance to shine a little bit during this match. So we'll see what happens. That, that But that's next week. That's still, what, nine days away, but some people will listen to this eight days away. So we'll see what happens, but it's looking good. So now we just need to see what other matches can come in and uh, fill up the spots that are available. But that's it for today, folks. That is your SmackDown study. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys don't already do, please follow us on Twitter, media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube as Bed the Media. You can find us on Instagram, Bed the Media Official. You can find myself pretty much everywhere at Scotty G Stream. And podcasts can be found pretty much everywhere nowadays. Uh, we actually, uh, today I was able to put in the application for Pandora. So we're going to wait like four to six weeks to hear back. But after that, then we'll, we will officially be everywhere. Um, I was able to add us to four other places today as well. So we are, we are, we are expanding. Uh, we had another ridiculous day today. Um, well over 130 downloads. Again, guys, you guys humble us every single time you, you, you do that. Um, this is now our fourth day, I believe, with over 100 downloads in a day. 
Um, I know that may not seem like much, but when Sam and I first started this, we were hoping to have like, I don't know, we were hoping for a thousand downloads in our first year. We've blown past that. We're now closing in on 4,000 downloads since January, the end of January 2020. Uh, yeah, the end of January 2020. So, you guys, thank you so much. So, we look forward to, you know, what's going to happen next. Um, we're not going to do a post show for. Uh, NXT TakeOver, we'll just cover the results uh, come our normal Above the Ring podcast. Um, there are, you know, stuff in the works that, that Sam and I are working on, and we'll give you those details once, you know, things become more rock solid. But we had some good growth in 2020, but 2021, I believe, is truly the beginning of the beginning of something for us. So stay tuned. I appreciate you guys. And obviously, most importantly, do not forget to join the bedroom. Good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.